Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. For all the listeners right here on Success Hackers, Audible is giving away a free audiobook download with your 30-day free trial. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash success hackers. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So hurry up, grab your 30-day free membership by going to audibletrial.com forward slash success hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business coach, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast creator and host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we are all about empowering you to take your entrepreneurial business to entirely new heights. We do that by interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success hacks and strategies with us so that we can implement what we just learned right here on the show. For all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to share the show, subscribe to the show, and really spread the word about Success Hackers on social media. It's because of you. We're downloaded and listened to in over 65 countries. We get to empower and impact people just like you. So thank you so much for continuing to do that. If you haven't yet listened to the last show, make sure to check it out because international image consultant Sylvie DeGiusto shared with us the importance of creating a winning image both professionally and personally. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who's the founder and CEO of a huge company that's all about helping you brand yourself and create content that's compelling and powerful to help you reach more of your targeted clients. Today, our featured guest is Mr. John Hall. John, are you ready to rock? Absolutely. It's good to be here. John Hall is the co-founder and CEO of Influencing Company, a company focused on helping brands and individuals extract and leverage their expertise to create, publish, and distribute content to gain influence, visibility, and credibility with their key audiences. In less than four years, Hall has grown Influencing Company into one of the largest providers of high-quality expert content to the world's top publications, ranking number 72 on Forbes' most promising companies in America list and named Impact's best marketing and advertising company of 2014 at the United Nations. John, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It is great to have you on the show. Thanks, son. We got to shorten that bio. That's man. Good. I, felt bad. I felt bad for you. I apologize. That's a mouthful. Congratulations <laughs> on all the success. No, thanks. Uh, it's it's been, a, been very fortunate to kind of be on the track that we've been on in the last couple of years. So I gave Hacker Nation, John, just a brief description of who you are, but would love for you to share a little bit more about Influence and Company. Uh, my co-founders, uh, Kelsey and Bryn, uh, us getting together and, and basically identifying a challenge that we had. And so we simply said, um, you know, what if we developed a, 
uh, company around um, helping, you know, whether it be entrepreneurs, small business owners, or other business leaders to basically share their expertise, to educate others, to position their brand as an authority or influencer in the space that will ultimately bring opportunity not just to them but to their company. And so uh, the simple idea, we started out with um, doing it for ourselves. What we did was we would leverage that content to kind of surround our brands and, and educate others with, which brought us a lot of opportunity. And so from there, what we did, we simply started uh, scaling it, and we, we developed technology and service teams behind it. Um, so we have a platform that also helps with it. And, and then from there, um, we, we expanded pretty quickly in our first couple of years. I, I mean, I think we went from two to 30 or, or so employees, which was it's pretty quick for a startup. And um, what ended up happening from there is that larger companies and brands saw that what we were doing for these uh, the entrepreneurs and the kind of fast-growing companies. And, you know, we had companies like AIG, Office Depot, Dell, American Airlines, a variety of uh, brands come to us and say, hey, like, we'd love, like, you know, trust is not just a thing for um, smaller companies is for everyone out there. So, um, you know, we, we also work with some of the largest Fortune 500 companies as well. And so as much as I'd love to say that we were so brilliant and did all these, like, every right decision, it's not that. I mean, simply we just found something that was valuable for us and we saw a big need and we've just learned from customers and kind of uh, we've drank our own Kool-Aid. That's one of the biggest things is that we believe in what we do and, and that's one of the main sources behind bringing opportunity to us. All right, that is awesome. I want to jump right into this because I believe, John, that creating content is arguably one of the most powerful ways to dominate your space. But I also think that it can kind of be a little confusing for people. You know, they may ask, do I blog? Do I write newsletters? Should I create video series? Should I maybe create an opt-in on my website or a landing page? I'm sure you hear this a lot. So what can you tell people who might have this type of fear around creating content if they're a small business owner? So the the most important thing is to map it out. Um, so map out like what you know in a perfect world if you had unlimited budget what that looks like. I, I, I tend to tell people to start with you know your what success is, and you can always work backwards and you can say okay well here's what we can do for now. Here's an immediate need. Here's you know a a, a you know a, a pipe dream and what we could potentially do in the future. But I think doing that um, is, is extremely important because it gets you a starting point and then you kind of know what the the future could hold, and so everything is working and aligning with each other. So, for example, um, for a lot of our clients, we're saying, um, you know, like uh, credibility or authority, like that's a vital. Like, I just got off the phone with a guy who uh, is starting a company in the regulatory space uh, for um, uh, crowdsourcing, and for him, that area is extremely, extremely challenging. And um, I was like, you know, one of your biggest goals is. Uh, educating this audience and brand awareness and authority because you're going to have a crap load of barriers. And so when I when I talked to him, I was like, you know, the first thing you have to do is start getting this content in places where these people are already consuming content. So you start planting those seeds and um, getting people to read and, and educate and then also building up your own brand so people think, you know, obviously feel like you're legitimate and, you know, you're starting to be a leader in the space. And so for him, I yeah, and there was a budget there. So I said, okay, well, let's limit it to external content for now. And let's worry about a blog a little bit later because, for example, with a blog, a lot of people run into a blog and it's like, yeah, let's do it. If you don't do that the right way, it is a blog can be a huge waste of, of time and money. Um, I think you should have a blog and at least a minimal amount of content on it, yes. But if you're not doing the right things to get the right attention and draw the right you know, a, a traffic to a blog, it's not like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Right. Um, but um, I'm very, very big on content triggers. 
because they help guide a strategy a lot of times. And what I mean by content triggers are there's so many barriers, whether it be sales barriers, communication barriers that happen when you're trying to uh, basically a, uh, do a content strategy. Um, and uh, what's important is that you've got to understand, okay, like your best researchers are, it's you as an entrepreneur, it's your salespeople. They're the ones who are talking to customers and learning from the industry on what's going on. And so you should have a process in place where anytime there is a barrier of some sort or an aha moment or somebody's naturally attracted to something that you say or sold them a certain way, you have to write that down and you have to create a topic bank that is, you know, listed with your barriers, with things that people are attracted to, other things you have to educate on. And as you get those things, um, that topic bank, it will help guide what type of content, where it should be published, um, you know, what form. Um, and so I, th I would say that's the starting point um, for a lot of people. And so that's what I like at the beginning is that doing things that hit two birds with one stone that can lead to a successful content strategy, but also helps you um, learn more and can help you grow in, in, in other ways as well. So that would be my first advice. And I think as a recap, what I just heard you say is basically listen, put your ear to the marketplace of listening to your potential clients. I mean, what are their pain points? And then what I'm hearing you say is kind of create some content with some strategy around those pain points. If you're not thinking, um, I guess, strategically about it, you're going to ultimately miss out on opportunity um, of, of reaching the right audience in the right way. Um, and that's something that I, 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 war I warn a lot of people about. Mm. John, you mentioned earlier about an aha moment. Interestingly enough, we have a segment on the show called the light bulb or the aha moment. You now have a thriving company, have been written up in top publications, you're a contributor to Forbes, et cetera, et cetera. But I know that it always wasn't like this. So take us back to the moment, the actual moment when you were starting out and you were maybe even just jostling with the idea of starting influencing company, but then you ended up obviously starting it and the rest is is history. But take us back to that one moment where it was that aha moment when you're like, you know what? We have a passion around this, but man, we can really do something really significant and create a viable business. You remember that moment? You know, I could say that there was an aha moment where uh, the example that I give um, in one of my recent keynotes is uh, I was at a, a conference and I thought I wasn't sure if what we were doing was going to work. I remember calling my wife teary eyed on a Friday night and said, man, like I've talk to people. I, I, I thought we had something. I feel like I'm not getting any reaction. And I was so frustrated. And then uh, I, the next day, I mean, I sucked it up and said, I don't care. I'm going to go 100% all, you know, not sleep the next you know day and, and really talk to as many people as I can. And um, in that, you know, 24 hour span, I just ended up getting around the right types of people and had the right conversations. And all of a sudden came back, had I think between five and 10 clients when at the time I had like four <laughs> total. And so it was like, man, like this, this is, I think this is, uh, we're actually figuring this out. I mean, I, it took a lot of wrong conversations to have, but in that 24 hour span, it was um, immediately once I, we kind of realized, Oh, wait a minute, if you explain it this way, instead of this way, people really react well. And from there, it's really been like from that moment, I haven't really had a doubt because everything since then has been very uphill and very, I mean, obviously we've had our challenges, but at the same time is that that was the worst that I like, I went from worst to, to best. And so that was a big moment moment for us. Yeah, I love that. Wow, what a great story. Hacker Nation, I mean, right off the bat, John is, you know, he had a decision to make. When he called up his wife, he was teary-eyed, you know, he thought he did the right stuff, but he said, you know what, I can either sort of, 
cry over spilled milk about it and cry to my wife, or I can buck up the next day and go, you know, full tilt. And sure enough, he, you know, gained another four to five clients in, in the next 24 hours. And I think that's such a key decision moment where you're up against and you say, what do I do next? And it obviously turned into a really successful story and one of the aha moments within your business. So I also read somewhere that Influencing company specializes in extracting knowledge to create distribute content that fuels companies' branding and content marketing efforts. When you look at a company's branding and content, what maybe sticks out in your mind as to why a company is doing their content correctly versus a company that's maybe doing wrong? What's the difference? Well, the biggest the biggest standout one is uh, the trend of uh, companies shifting from marketing about me to marketing about you. We're past those days where there's a lot of trust barriers, and also there's a lot of. Um, we're in this era of this informed customer. I, I've, I've like uh, I'm really big on telling people. It's like people know there's information out there, and you have to make sure that you are a company that gets them the right information to educate, so that they can make better decisions, so that they understand the industry, they understand the products, they understand the services, and you want to do that because they know the information's out there. And so the people that the first step is. Are you creating valuable content for your audience or for you? And the people who are creating it for them are not winning anymore as much. Mm-hmm. People who are creating it for their, their clients, they are winning. They're the ones that their clients are coming back to them that are creating this loyalty because there's always going to be a cheaper price someone else uh, to go to. There's just It's so easy to start a business. It's so much easier just to start something or start a business or for a bigger company to go into your area, and you've got to develop loyalty. And like I, I think there's a ton of companies that can have long-term or short-term success without content. Absolutely. If you do a pay-per-click campaign or do some sort of online marketing campaign and have like a year campaign, you can nail it. I've, I have tons of friends that have done that and have killed it. However, you also have the, I mean, like, I want to build a, a legitimate brand that lasts. And so no matter what, I'm not as worried about our company because I know no matter what shifts in the industry happen, no, no matter what happens, we're building a brand that's going to last, that people come to and trust. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can look at a variety of different brands that have done the same that people come back to because there's a story, there's an expertise there, uh, there's a connection with that brand. For us, we're very big on treating people well. If people don't treat my employees well, we don't want to work with them. If yeah. my employees don't treat my customers well, then I don't want to work with them. If my co-founder and I didn't treat each other well, we don't want to work with each other. I think it's as simple as, you know, that's that's one area. The, the next area, which is probably the most important, is that the expertise is that most underutilized asset that you have as a company is this, the intelligence of the employees. Whether you have a product or a service is that your leaders are smart people. Your VPs are smart people. Your directors are smart people. If they're not, you probably should hire someone else. Um, and they all have knowledge that can be used in a variety of ways in your content strategy. So you have to look at is that what subject matter expertise do we need to be getting out there and what process do we need to create for that content? Yeah, and I love everything about that story. I mean, you covered a lot of topics in that story, but one of the things that really stuck out to me is, number one, is you guys know who you are. You treat people the way you want to be treated, and that's the way it, it stems from the inside out, which I talk about a lot on the show is treating the people that you want to be treated because then ultimately you're going to attract those types of clients that also want to work with you, number one. Number two, you talked about something very interesting where you didn't want to be a company that was just this flash in a pan. We can do a cost-per-click campaign and make a boatload of money, and then we're gone in two or three years, and people are scrambling. You wanted to build a legitimate, solid, sustainable growth company that you felt good about and how you did that by creating it from the inside out. And again, 
going above and beyond the call of duty of what your job description entails. You actually reach out and actually your customers become like family to you, which I think is such an important way to grow a business. So we have a section on the show called the Fail Forward Stage. So I have a question for you, John. Can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Uh, Sure, yeah. I believe that all high performers and successful individuals maybe look at failure maybe a little bit differently than most people. They use failure as feedback and course correction. Take us back to a time when you failed. You shared with us sort of that that teary moment with your wife, but I'm assuming there's something deeper. Get deep with us for a second. Take us back to a time when maybe is when you started this company or maybe in something else that you did where you failed. You might have even thought of giving up, but then you use that as fuel to your success fire. For me, my biggest, I guess if I look back and my biggest failure was the per, like the personal issues with getting in my own way. Like, I mean, I almost like, so when we, when I first started getting more attention, um, ego was getting to me too. And that was like a big, like uh, a lot of times success or, or attention can create a big failure opportunity instead of actually being focused humble, down to earth, like a lot of those things. Um, I think there was a short period of time where uh, I wasn't doing the best that I could as a leader. And, you know, things would get to me more than others. Like I said, ego got in the way. There's a variety of things that, for example, I would play the blame game and say it's someone else's fault, but not mine. You know, I look at that and I mean, life is very short. And also, like, I look at it now from a standpoint of that, you're, I mean, people who work hard and challenge themselves are going to be successful. And so, and it's just simple. It's a simple formula for me. Like there's not many people that work hard that are, that challenge themselves that aren't successful. So I think that I got more confidence in myself that I said, you know, no matter what, like I really do feel like I will be successful. I just keep challenging myself, keep working, you know, hard. And once you accept that, then I, I started making decisions less on like, ego and how cool I look and more on just like doing the right thing and feeling good about what I was doing. And it's actually, I think, helped business a lot. It's helped with relationships. It's helped, you know, uh, decrease, you know, the, the ego side of things. And so now, like, I just look at a situation where, like, you know, a couple of years ago, it's like when there was a big challenge and immediately getting frustrated and kind of, you know, uh, I guess you could say not handling it the best you could. Now I just look at it and it's like, you know, I mean, I just had one in the last week, and it's like, oh, well, crap, this happened. Look at it, great. Well, we're going to figure out a way to work through it. Um, you know, like, what's the best way I can handle this situation and not, like, let emotions, not let personal bias, not let your ego get in the way. Once, I, for me, like, I stopped doing that, I not only, like, enjoyed what I was doing more, but then I just started, like, actually handling situations, and you'll realize that you got you get past uh, you get past things quicker and, like, and actually accomplish a lot more. That's a first on Success Hackers that when you started talking about the fail forward stage, you actually talked about you know, your ego and the company was getting all these accolades and you were being you know, touted in these huge publications as the go-to guy and you know, all these things. And it's so fascinating to me that that portion of your life in the business was your ego getting in the way of grace and humility and leadership on how you really wanted to spearhead the, the the ship. I mean, it's even happened for me in other areas of my business where it's like, yeah, that's cool that we've been able to do certain things as a business or as a podcast or whatever. But when I focus on the audience, when I focused on my clients, and it's not about me, that's just maybe a byproduct because I'm doing the right thing, and you don't let your sort of your your ego get in the way of that. 
Um, I think that's when people either tumble off the ship and they fall and then you never hear from them again because their ego got in the way or like you, they came up against this thing called humility and realized, hey, this isn't who I am and this isn't what I represent. So let's get that out of the way. That was cool that that happened, but let's keep striving to be better every single day, not only as a human being, as a person, but also as a leader. All right, John, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help grow themselves and their business. What's two actionable steps our listeners can take like right after the show in order to start creating very effective content that will turn into customers? I know this is a loaded question and we can be here for the next 45 minutes, but maybe what's two quick steps that they can take like right now? I mean, I think the key thing is the, the knowledge bank and the, or the kind of topic bank that I talked about. I mean, we, if you go to our site, we have templates for that. But, um, you know, so you can just go to influenceandco.com and, um, there's templates that will kind of uh, set you up for that. But, I mean, what I would say is that, um, immediately just start, start documenting and mapping this out on what it looks like. That's your first step. You know, just spend a week or so really mapping this stuff out. You know, what success looks like, what metrics, where, what, publications look uh or what what they look like what is the, what is your audience demographic all that and the more you you just get that down and you actually have a living breathing document then you put your steps and you go so next month here's what I'm going for the month after that here's what I'm going for and if you don't accomplish that then either you a suck or B, you're setting your goals too high yeah. and it's as simple as you need to identify and be honest with yourself and if you're working your butt off um, on other stuff and you know you are and that you're, you know, they take priority, then it's probably the latter. It's probably the, well, it's probably the situation where, you know, you do need to like be real with yourself and what you can accomplish. Because for me, I mean, I have a large staff that can help me with this now. When we started, it was Kelsey and I in one room. It's not just about content marketing. It's about those simple things is that how I can build trust and how I can stay on people, people's minds in the right way. That's not even just professional life. That's my personal life too. I look at my friends and I say, how can I do things to earn their trust more and then also stay on top of their minds so that we have a better relationship? And I, and I want to stay on in their mind in a long-term way as I'm a, a good person um, for them to have a relationship with because they're, they're, it mean, means a lot to me. And so I think that the reason why I explain it like that is that I, I'm very big on everything being habitual that you think is important. So I think it's important to do these strategies. So I don't just put it in my professional life, but I also do it in my personal life. Mm. And so over time, um, you, it just starts being very natural to look at things in a way where those are two of my goals is that I want to do everything I can to earn people's trust and stay on top of their mind. And I think if you do that, there's going to be a lot of opportunity that comes to you. Fantastic. All right, John, we are now going to enter what we call the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, John Hall, are you ready for the randomness round? Sure. Best advice you've ever received? Understand your true metrics of success. It's not all about finance, finance. It's about health. It's about relationships with others. And, um, they ultimately will, you know, in my view, lead to financial success. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? When I wake up, I mean, I do a hundred push-ups, hundred sit-ups, uh, every day. And like, I'm not like a super fit person, but I like when I start out my day with kind of doing something active, it makes me a little more kind of, I guess, up in the morning. Um, and so that's like a, a simple thing. I mean, I guess another simple thing is um, I try and walk around the um, office when I'm on certain calls. Like this, I can't because I'm on a podcast. But I've learned that uh, staying active 
kind of keeps my mind going and keeps uh, me me not like uh, I, I guess it keeps my energy up. So um, uh, I would say it just keeps me fresh in my mind. And so I do certain things to be active, standing desk, different things like that, um, so that um, yeah, ultimately I uh, I stay kind of energetic. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about business and life, give your 25-year-old self? I would strongly challenge my 25-year-old self to say, you know, let's look at your brand. How do we get it so that you are an authority in these places? How do we get it so that you know people trust you as an expert or an experienced person in this area because no matter where you go that follows you and opportunity will happen and also you'll be able to deliver on what people come to you for what's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success i mean i was raised really well i mean i think my parents were great on um early on they got me reading I think it was David Bach books, like personal finance books, and getting me to understand the value of the dollar, and uh, and so I think that's helped out because my first business was in real estate. I mean, I started a student housing company off nine thousand dollars that I saved, um, and went to you know thirty or thirty banks to get a loan, <laughs> um, and that that came that resilience came from you know parenting the people I was around. I, I very I think I'm a firm believer of. The people you surround yourself with are, are is the, brings out the best traits in you, and uh, I was just very fortunate to get around the right group at the right time. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? What I would say is maybe a talent is that I have a knack for finding ways to have fun, and like it's almost like if I had a different life, I'd probably be an event planner in some way. Because like for me, like I'm very, um, when it comes to, and I think this started because I was, I was pretty wild in high school and college initially. And even though I like had my stuff together professionally, I still liked having a good time, you know, throwing parties, events and stuff like that. So I'd say that's kind of a unique trick, like thing is that <laughs> I, uh, you wouldn't know, but like I, I love like planning those things and, uh, doing things where other people enjoy, have new experiences and, um, and uh, ultimately have more fun in life. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? I mean, it depends. Like, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of really good authors. Like, I just uh, was reading Cur- uh, Dave Kirpin's new book, and it's on people skills. thought that was good. If you can recommend one social media tool or service to Hacker Nation, what would that be? Oh, social media tool? Well, email tool for sure, Mixmax. Um, if you're, if you are like, if you don't use Mixmax right now, you are probably, let's say 70% efficient of what you could be. It's an email tool that for me, it schedules, it tracks emails. It does pretty much everything I want. It has shortcuts. So like I started using it and I would say that I'm just a ton more effective. Also, it sets up, like it actually embeds the scheduling in the email. So I don't have to get a click a link. It actually shows a visual. And so I'm able to set things up a lot easier. So, um, I think that's that's great. Cool. John, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been really great and incredible. Thank you so much, John, for sharing these incredible success hacks and strategies with our Hacker Nation community. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? I mean, I think just uh, the sites, you know, I mentioned influenceandco.com is my the company site. Uh, if you want to follow on Twitter, it's Tweet John Hall, it's J-O-H-N-H-A-L-L. Uh, that's a good place. Um, you know, you can connect on LinkedIn. I think that's another way. I'm fairly flexible as long as you put, you know, hey, heard you on this podcast, I'll typically connect. Um, and then, um, 
I mean, I really, I mean, if there's a direct interest in, you know, what I talked about where I can be helpful, I mean, you can feel free to email me. I'm, I'm not too cool to put my email out there. Um, so it's uh, John, J-O-H-N, at influenceandco.com. Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, like I said, the, 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 if you reach out, um, you know, the book should be released in the next, you know, six to 12 months. Uh, pay attention to that. And then anything past there, it, I'm fairly easy to reach out to. So Great. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. For John's episodes, show notes, and recap from today's incredible interview with John, along with some other really cool new resources we have on the site. When you're on the site, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. Lastly, as you know, besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a high-performance business coach. I help small business owners who are looking to double their revenue, get new clients, and become more productive I've never done this before, but if you've owned your business for over two years and maybe you feel stuck and you want to really take your business to the next level and you want to make this year your best year ever, here's what I'm going to do for you. I have a few spots available for a one-on-one 60-minute free coaching session. All you have to do, if you want one of these spots, and again, it's a limit, limited time only, so if you want to grab one of these spots, go to info at successhackers.net. That's my email info at successhackers.net. Type in the subject line, Success Hackers Business Breakthrough Strategy Session. Once I get your email, I will then email you back letting you know more about this free coaching session. But I would suggest that you do not wait. Don't procrastinate to grab one of these spots. Email me at info at successhackers.net and then type in the subject line, Success Hackers Business Breakthrough Strategy Session. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.